You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again to everyone from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, June the 8th, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us once again this week is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig, good to be back. Uh, not really much going on in the markets here. Uh, a little bit of strength in silver, but... Uh, uh, certainly uh, individual things going on in the macro level for, this, for the whole uh, world's financial markets uh, is changing uh, quite quickly. It certainly is. And uh, before we get started, Eric, I actually have some, some interesting and good news for you. You know, you and I talk a little bit about Bitcoin and the cryptocurrencies from time to time. Uh, hey, check this out. It's finally here. Starting Monday, this coming Monday, Sprott Money will be accepting Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. For precious metals purchases. Hey, this is your chance. Cash out some crypto and get some sound money, real sound money. If you're ready to buy precious metals with your Bitcoin, just visit SprottMoney.com and follow our simple checkout process. If you need more information, you can call us at 416-861-0775 and we'll actually walk you through the process. How about that, Eric? Swap a little Bitcoin for some gold. You know, Craig, it's probably one of the greatest trades ever. (laughs) Yeah, hard to go wrong with that one. Well, it's been a good. It's been a very good week, actually. Uh, sideways ish in the metals, but gold, as we speak this morning, is about thirteen oh three and up eight dollars on the week. And silver's the big winner, charging up through its fifty-day moving average, actually tapping its two hundred-day yesterday, and up about two percent on the week as we type. What do you What do you make of the week so far? Well, as you say, it's been constructive, uh, and of course, we had the uh, gold uh, June options expiry which I think dominated everything, quite frankly. There's so much op- there was so much open interest uh, that, that they had to get the price down below 1300 so that nobody would, uh, would claim any physical gold. Uh, I've been quite surprised by what is going on in silver. Very uh, difficult to understand, particularly with all the exchange for physical issuance, which, which are in numbers that defy any sense of logic. So I can't honestly know how anyone would understand those markets. I mean, there's just these exchange for physical just go off into oblivion somewhere. Uh, but there's been some exciting things happen uh, from a physical perspective. Uh, we have had the Chinese demand so far this year is up something like a little over 9%, which is almost 200 tons, which is quite significant in a, in a mining market that's less than 3,000 tons to have one country buy an extra 200 uh, we had a Swiss, a Swiss pension fund uh, recently decide that they're going to go from swaps in gold that they owned to physical bars in gold that they owned. Why they wouldn't have done that long ago is beyond me. Um, but that could add 20 tons of uh, buying. Uh, on a lesser note, I see that the U.S. Uh, uh, sorry, the Texas Gold Depository is open. Hopefully, that might. Uh, allow or cause some people to uh, consider uh, getting into gold. Uh, and, of course, we've had, like, the trading in silver and gold on the COMEX is so massive. I mean, I just can hardly believe that I have to read that, you know, we trade the the uh, world's silver production every day and the world's gold production every day. It just it boggles the mind to, to imagine who's doing what to whom here. But anyway, it, it happens every day, and that's why it's it's particularly difficult to to look at the data and try to come up with some conclusion because the data is so overwhelmingly, in my mind, uh, bullish for the precious metals. 
Yeah, you mentioned silver. Uh, we're up over 220,000 contracts of COMEX open interest again. That's 1.1 billion ounces. And for the first time, there's half as many silver contracts as there are gold. Gold open interest is at a multi-month low. It, it, like, it's just, it, it's mind-boggling. And then to look at the number of ounces that uh, the, the exchange for physicals that happen every month, seems to me an average of like 500 million ounces a month, something like that, that yeah. theoretically is going to be settled over in, in Europe, which, of course, couldn't possibly be settled. But anyway, that's what they say is going on. So, yeah, the, the data uh, seems encouraging. And, I, you know, we haven't even talked about um, sort of the macro uh, fundamentals going on in the world that might also cause people to go to gold. And, of course, some of those things are like, for example, if you're Brazilian and your currency's falling, you know, 5% in a week, maybe you'd, much, you'd be better off owning gold. Uh, Turkey, uh, Italy, we have things going on there that uh, are becoming uh, potentially upsetting for all of Europe. We saw German factory orders were down 2.5% in April. More and more... Uh, Experts out there are suggesting there's this, uh, you know, world economy slowing down, which, of course, uh, would cause rates to uh, not uh, be continually pushed up. Eric, let's begin to look ahead. A lot of times we look backward with the weekly wrap-up. I guess by definition that's what we're supposed to do, but I think this week would be more fun to look ahead because next week looks to be such an interesting and volatile week. We've got the June FOMC meeting hot on its heels. We're going to have the ECB. They've said that they're going to have a live meeting, whatever that means for them. Uh, Bank of Japan will meet next week. We've got uh, all the inflation numbers here in the U.S. And, of course, we've got the long-awaited Trump-Kim summit next week as well. It looks mm-hmm. to be a volatile week ahead, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and I might even add the G7 uh, meeting this weekend. Right. And uh, there could be some fireworks coming out of that. Uh, but it's interesting that you started off with the uh, Fed meeting. My first thought, okay, bring it on, baby. You know, like, let's have that rate increase. Let's get it over with here. Uh, because typically, I, I don't think the Fed really is, is nearly as, uh, could possibly read things as bullish as they might have started the year off thinking. Because it's really not quite coming together. Housing's weeks, autos weeks, retail sales are nothing special. Um, You've got uh, inflation affecting lots of areas. Of course, the flow fly over America thing is the, the, the consumer is getting squeezed. The debt keeps going up. And we have lots of reason for the Fed to uh, be expressing concern. Uh, so, you know, fine. Put the rate increase. Let's see what the language is going forward here. And maybe it'll open things up for, you know, the arguments against gold and silver, which I think are baloney anyway, but they're made and, and so we got to deal with, uh, you know, the precious metals markets trading 100% of their yearly supply every day uh, based on uh, sort of false premises. But let's bring it on. Let's see what happens. And I'm pretty certain that uh, gold and silver will, will survive yet another rate increase and prosper, quite frankly. Yeah, we've had five out of the previous six Fed funds rate hikes. Gold has rallied anywhere from 10 to 30%. The stage seems to be set for it to do it again. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Let's get it on. Uh, I do want to ask you, though, too, since you were out last week, and I have this mental image in my mind, you're out uh, checking out some mining properties and things like that. Do, do you carry, like, a knapsack and, like, a pick over your shoulder, Eric, as you're walking? <laughs> well, I spent a, little, a lot of time in helicopters, you know. In fact, I was out in uh, northwestern B.C. 
and I was trying to visit a company called Garibaldi, who's drilling up at whatever sixty six hundred feet or something. Oh my! And uh, unfortunately, the uh, the weather was such that we couldn't get the helicopter up to where the drilling was to take place. Uh, so we just had a chat rather than, you know, me looking at some drill poking into the ground and and really not understanding what's happening. But uh, yeah, everything uh, looks good there. I we've had some um, announcements from Novo on their um, uh, bulk samples uh, down in uh, West Australia. The market didn't take kindly to it. Uh, I would suggest to our listeners that care about Novo, make sure you listen to the interviews. Uh, There was a Jay Taylor interview. There was a Red Cloud interview. Uh, Normally, if you go to one of the chat lines, people will mark those interviews and they should be listened to because I think, quite frankly, there's some great, great news uh, that's available from those interviews, particularly on, on, on the Novo and, you know, new conglomerate zones and perhaps higher grade zones and and how it looks like it's basin-wide, basin-wide. I mean, my God, the size of this thing is, you know, 200 kilometers by 100 kilometers. They don't even guesstimate for yeah. one second how much gold could be in there because it would just be incredible but it certainly looks like it's manifesting itself and again I'm not giving anybody any investment advice but uh, you can go to these chat lines and uh, and study these things so I it from my point of view looks pretty good yeah you're right and and uh, Dr. Hennig's been doing a lot of those interviews and that's probably hear it straight from the horse's mouth rather than try to uh, pick it up from someplace else right well I find it interesting that you know, a news release is such a staid document. Yeah. And then there's an interview, and you kind of get to have, I'll put a little narrative around thing. And I think that the interviews tend to be more informative than the news releases. So, and, I, and, and the, with the beauty of the Internet and everyone reproducing everything, and it's right there for everyone to see, it certainly makes uh, doing analysis and staying up on things currently a lot easier and a lot more informative and reading a news release. Yeah. Hey, Eric, and just one aside, I had somebody write in this week and uh, wanted me to ask you about a company called Exelon Resources, which is a silver producer down in Mexico, I think, if that's right. Uh, if, yes. if there's any insight you can provide there, because I think that's a company you're familiar with. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big owner. I'm an over 20% owner. As you know, I'm a great believer in silver. Uh, I, I do believe it's the highest grade silver mine of any public company. Uh, it's well over a thousand grams equivalent to ton, uh, and what I- intrigued me was they they used to have a mine that had all sorts of water flowing into it, and you'd be pumping it out, and you'd you'd always kind of be behind a step or two. And they finally decided to drill a whole bunch of wells around the outside of it and just suck the water out before it got to the mine, which they've now done, and and it's changed the uh, the mining uh, circumstances a lot. And they're suggesting that we can double our output and have our costs. They're not there yet, but I think they're on their way. And um, that will, I think, change the economics of uh, what they should be able to report once they get to steady state mine production. And two, they're drilling. And uh, I think they reported some results a couple of weeks back. In fact, I think there was some hole that they had over 2,000 silver equivalent grams per ton over decent widths, so it's it's a very high grade property. Um, you know, grade is king, uh, grade is profit, and so I'm hoping 
that when the uh, the new dry mining conditions manifest themselves totally, that the uh, company will prove to be undervalued. Interesting, interesting stuff. <clears throat> well, I tell you what, Eric, it's going to be an interesting week, no doubt about that. You've touched on the high points uh, again. Uh, watching the G7 over the weekend and then all those central bank moves next week, perhaps it'll set us up uh, maybe for a little bit of a summer rally. Maybe maybe by the time the weekend's over, we'll go from G7 to G6. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's we'll that, that could be the headline. Hey, listen, yeah. one last thing, too, my friend. Uh, you know, it didn't it seem like it was just Mother's Day? Uh, gosh, and now all of a sudden Father's Day is just right around the corner. For for anybody out there that uh, may have been holding out to find the right gift for Dad, and I'm talking to my kids and yours, um, we have an exciting offer for you here from Sprott Money. You can buy a 100-ounce Johnson Matthews Silver Bar, a 100-ounce bar. Those are beautiful things. For just 55 freaking cents over Spot. Eric, that's a fantastic I deal. Like yeah, I added my I like own it. adjective. Did you notice that? That was not in the what they yeah. sent me, the word freaking. But I just thought that's 100 ounces for 55 cents over a spot. You can't get it out of the ground for, and then process it for that? That's remarkable. So buy one of these babies for dad. They have been moving fast, obviously, and limited quantities are available. Uh, so visit us at SprottMoney.com or call 888-861-0775 for more info. Uh, Eric, uh, thank you. Glad to have you back. And uh, I hope we uh, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about by next Friday. We will for sure. So you have a great weekend, and we'll chat next uh, Friday. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. 